0: If you have your Bibles, let's turn to uh, Matthew chapter 7, and we'll read together verses 24 through 27. Matthew chapter 7, and we'll read verses 24 through 27. Verse 24 reads Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Thank you. Let's pray. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for our opportunity to. Uh, have this space to worship you to gather in your presence and Lord we believe that you've been present with us and we believe that we've been worshiping you uh, both in song and also in our prayer we are asking for your presence to be with us we ask that your presence be with us now as we open up your word Lord we ask that you and us with power to be able to to speak but also power to hear and then secondly after that Lord power to act upon what we hear And Lord, when we see the benefits of these words spoken, uh, we ask that we give you praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name, I pray.
1: Amen. For a few minutes,
0: I wanted to um, share with you all about a snake called Black Mamba. Black Mamba is known as the world's deadliest snake that is about eight feet to maybe 14 feet long. Um, it travels about 12 miles per hour, which can easily catch the average running man or woman. Um, when cornered, a black mamba will rise up, open up its mouth so you can see the black venom inside of him to try to scare its attacker. And if that doesn't work, then it will repeatedly strike its attacker over and over again, injecting deadly venom with each strike. Without an anti venom, A bite from a black mamba is fatal, usually within 20 minutes. A man used the legend of this snake to establish his foundation identity as a basketball player. You know, off the court, he was jovial and a doting father to his kids. But once he stepped onto the court, he labeled himself the black mamba. And as the black mamba, he was a force of will on the court, seemingly invincible in pursuit, of victory and to achieve his goals. Last Sunday, some of us were gathered together and we heard that the man that called himself the black Mamba had passed away. He, along with his daughter and seven others, were in, an, were in a helicopter that crashed. Uh, may they all rest in peace. Over the last week, uh, many have memorialized his death. And one of the things that I realized were the memorialization of his death and also those that were part of that crash, was that his life brought a foundation for us to think about. You know, his life was founded on this identity called a mamba mentality, an identity that actually was based on hard work, accomplishing your goals, and never giving up. It made me think about what is the foundation of our life today, and what are the things that we actually root ourselves in as we try to establish life and the goals that we're actually trying to achieve. As I grew up, you know, one of the foundations of my life was to consistently use my mind to think about how to be a learner and to work hard to accomplish my dreams. You know, when I worked in corporate America, I realized that if I learned this little piece of information at the bank that nobody else knew, that it would actually establish probably the foundation of my career. And so I did that. I tried to learn this information. I brought together and sat at the feet of people who actually knew this small piece of information. I learned from them. I worked hard when I was given the opportunity so that when I had room to grow, that I would actually be able to spread my wings. And so I did that and became pretty successful there. In my second phase of life, I actually went back to graduate school. And my wife used to tell me all the time that people concerned about me because I looked like I was too serious and I wouldn't smile on campus. And I told them there's nothing was wrong with me, I was just focused. You know, I was rechanneling the foundation I used well, which is the focus on my mind to be a learner and to work hard to accomplish my dreams. I had something that I was trying to get accomplished, which is why I wouldn't smile. The difference in this phase of my life versus the first phase of my life is that now my dreams weren't inspired by me trying to be successful in order to obtain money or success in my own self, but I was actually trying to accomplish the dream that God had actually given to me. Our question today is, what is the foundation of your life that you use to establish your goals, your dreams, your vision? I told you before, mine started with hard work, diligence, and a perseverance, a little bit like the Black Mamba. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, we begin to see a passage of scripture that enables us to understand how Christ would actually aspire us to establish the foundations of our life. He starts in verse 24 by asking us a question. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, it's interesting that he uses the phrase, everyone who hears these words of mine, you know, gives us an understanding that he has said some words that we probably aren't privileged to actually reading at this time. But some of the words that he actually talked about is found in the Sermon on the Mount. And those Sermon on the Mount words talks about holiness. They talk about anger. They talk about money. They talk about sex. They talk about marriage. They talk about hypocritical judgment talk about all the things that probably wrap up everyday circumstances of our life. And so when Jesus Christ is giving us this idea that when you hear these words of mine, he's really talking about all the things that actually pertain to our life. Anything that we want to understand in our life, Jesus Christ probably has a word for it. So he tells us when you hear words from me in your life and you do them, you're like a wise man who builds his foundation on a rock that's trying to build a house. So verse 24, you know, gives us this key. It says the first thing that we need to do if we try to hear God's word is do them. Some of us don't do that, but you know, we hear God's word, but we don't necessarily always do God's word. And I think about this is this beautiful statement and. and We're going to try to talk about faith a little bit. It's one of my favorite topics. I get excited about talking about faith. Uh, Faith, it says, comes by hearing and hearing God's word. And and it's a beautiful statement of being able to think about faith is not just belief, but faith also has action. Because in, in verse 24, you see here that whoever hears my words, which is where faith comes, but then begins to do them, now you're establishing the foundation of your life like a wise man who's actually building a house. I thought about this wise man who's building a house, and I thought about anybody that's building a house needs two things. One, they need a plan, and they need a blueprint, and they need some workers to actually accomplish that. And so if you're wise enough, what you'll be able to do is you will do your proper due diligence. You know, when you're doing your proper due diligence for a house, you want to make sure that the foundation of any kind of of place that you want to build on is, is sound And you want to make sure that you have the resources that are capable to build that house. And then you want to make sure you got the workers that are capable and necessary to accomplish the house that you want to build. There's a lot. What I want to say is there's a lot of preparation to building a house. And Jesus Christ tells us in verse 24 that when you are trying to accomplish your dreams in life, when you're trying to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish, guess what? There takes a lot of preparation. Hebrews chapter 11, verse one tells you and I that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You may have heard that before, just quoted it even earlier today. But what I like to say about that verse is that faith actually teaches us that it is more than just belief, but it is the process that we take to accomplish our victory i like to say that again. Faith is not only just belief, but it is a process that it actually takes for us to accomplish our victories. So he's saying it just like this, in this way, um, wherever we're trying to get to, you could actually see very quickly without of a shadow of a doubt if that person is going to accomplish what they're actually setting out to do. Every morning I'm able to get up and actually look next door to me and actually see a building that is actually being built that will actually eventually be a skyscraper. I can look across and see that not only do they believe that they'll have a skyscraper because of the work that they're actually doing, I can actually see their process that is going to actually allow that skyscraper to come to pass. You know, today, when when we think about, do we have the faith to accomplish God is, is calling us to do to accomplish my dreams, the first thing that I would ask you is, show me something that enables me to see that your faith is in action. So when Jesus Christ begins to tell us that faith comes by hearing, he's inspiring us. But then he's telling you, if you're not doing something that is accomplishing the thing that you're setting out to do, you have no faith. Amen, amen. Verse 25, verse 25 begins to tell us, you know, something interesting about faith as well. It says, and the rain fell when the floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it has been founded on the rock. I'd like to say three things that, 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 that I think happens with faith, First, God gives you vision. Then he gives you a blueprint. You know, then, thirdly, you go out and you start to do hard work, just like we saw with the skyscraper being built. And then the fourth thing that happens is obstacles. <laughs> you know, just in verse 25, it begins to tell us that the rain fell and the floods flowed and the winds blew. He's telling that there are obstacles that are always going to come that begin to try to stop your faith. But if if it's foundational on the rock that's based on the words that Christ Jesus has given to you, it will be able to stand strong. Verse 26 then gives us something very interesting that it says, everyone who hears the words of mine but does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Now, what's interesting about verse 26, verse 26 is, is it wants to accomplish victory just like everybody in this room. But the difference is between verse 26 and verse 24, the person hears words that come from Christ Jesus and they, they hear words that are actually good to accomplish in their life, but they actually choose not to do. Them. So I want to say two things. One, I can hear some of us in this asking, how do I know that what I heard from God will actually be true? You know, this first question you know, I'm, I'm. I hear your question, and so I like to answer that question. First thing I think that that God actually does is, matter of fact, I will tell you a short story. Um, you know, spending some time with God, I, I believe that God had given me a vision for what it actually would take for God's people to really be impactful in this world, and so I thought it was something that was personal to me, and I've written it out, and I've studied it, and sometimes I've shared it with some people, sometimes I've not. Well, recently I started to share it with more and more people, and lo and behold, I started hearing other people say exactly the same thing that I had a vision for. And what I learned is that is that the idea that God has given to you is not original. You know, he's also given it to other people. And the lesson that you learn from that is that God's words are found also in the counsel of godly people. And so one of the first things that we can understand, if you want to know if what God has told you is true, get around some godly people. They will do a couple of things for you. One, they will probably encourage what you said by actually being able to, to let you know that they've had similar ideas, similar thoughts that were brewing in their heart. Secondly, if they're a godly person, they will actually give you some good counsel. They will give you encouragement about what you actually need to do. And then thirdly, you know, if it's someone who is of a, of a elderly kind of position in their life, they'll be able to guide you into the direction that you need to do. You know, one of the things that you don't want to do if if you are thinking that you are hearing from the voice of God, you don't want to put yourself in the counsel of the wrong people, because if you put yourself in the counsel of the wrong people, they will discourage you. They will they will frustrate you. They will tell you that what you are trying to do is not possible. So what God needs you to do is actually get yourself around godly people so that when somebody tells you that I got a dream for, visit, for Cindy's List, they'll come up around, around you and say, I believe in you, brother. I believe that this can actually accomplish and be done in your life. You know, you need to be around the people who are actually going to accomplish that actually dream in your life. So that's that's really key is that if, if you want to know how to make sure that the vision is going is coming from God in your life, Make sure godly people around you that you trust that you'll share that that dream with you. You know, I've been able to do that with myself and I'm trying to accomplish things that are probably too big for my britches. And as they're too big for my britches, I wanna be around people that have been there and that have done that and that are more seasoned and tried to do something. So I sit at their feet because I'm a learner. You know, I'm a learner to be able to understand that God has given me a blueprint. I got to create that blueprint, but I need some help to be able to create it. So you need to get around people who are going to help you to actually create that blueprint in your life. So what I'm trying to do now in this phase is actually do it. Verse 26 says that there are some people who hear God's word, but they won't do what God is actually telling them to do. You know, this is the person who just simply just tries to accomplish what they want to do based on how they want to do. And the problem with that is is it's very, very clear. You don't have the blueprint and the wisdom and the expertise to understand how to accomplish that dream. And God says, here's what will happen with that person. They will simply be crumbled when obstacles actually come their way. The man in this room, I, I won't name his name, um, you know, came this past week and actually talked about a vision and a dream that he actually had for he and his wife's life. And he mentioned um, that he had beginning to get frustrated because he doesn't always get his way. And as he gets frustrated when he doesn't get his way, <laughs> it's all of us. all of us. Yeah. So maybe that's all of us. Maybe we're not talking about one person. And so we get frustrated that when we don't get what we want, We want to turn away from what is actually happening in our lives. Verse 26 and 27 gives us some beautiful wisdom. It tells us when our foundation comes from the word of God, but we actually don't do the word of God. When the wind comes, when the rain comes, when the flood comes, we'll just crumble and fall. So our goal is to be able to understand, you know, whatever situation that we need in our life. What word have you heard from God to allow your foundation to stand strong? You know, if God begins to tell us that faith comes by hearing his word, then for my marriage, I need to hear God's word in marriage. For money, for a house, I need to hear God's word for money in a house. To be able to accomplish a business, I need to hear what God needs to say about my business so I can accomplish it. And then once God speaks that word, I need to be able to create a blueprint. I need to learn how to do what God is actually calling me to do. I believe it's, it's somewhere where God says that what man does not first count the cost before he goes out and start to build and actually accomplish something. And so counting the cost in life when we hear God's word means a lot of due diligence. It means being a, a learner of what God's actually called you to do. You know, some of the things that, that I like to say here today is that whatever God is trying to accomplish in your life doesn't happen in the snap of the finger. You know, I always like to to rest on another scripture in Mark 11, chapter 23, that says that if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall be able to say to this mountain, move from here into there, and it shall be moved. Now, what's beautiful about that passage that you may have not have have thought about before. He's not saying that if you have small faith, what he's saying is you have faith like a, a grain of mustard seed. And the beauty behind a grain of a mustard seed is that it becomes, over time, the largest tree that it could possibly be around all other trees. So faith itself is a process. And God is saying to us, if you have faith that will view itself like a mustard seed, willing to endure the process of growth, you shall be able to accomplish anything in life. And so sometimes I like to use that passage paraphrase in another way and be able to say that God's not saying the mountain's going to move in a snap of the finger. But if you learn how to move that mountain, you can accomplish it and move it any kind of way. So I can learn by wisdom. If I get myself a bulldozer and I get enough resources to accomplish and learn how to drive, I'll move that mountain just as fast as expecting God just to move it in the blink of a finger. And so the process of faith that we are understanding is that God actually wants us to do the hard work. So our question is, is that when you think about a mamba kind of faith, a mamba kind of faith is somebody who is willing to actually do the hard work to actually accomplish what God is actually calling us to accomplish. You know, there's two things about mamba faith. One is that the mamba mentality tells you that in your own self, anything is possible if you just work hard and let it get accomplished. A mama kind of faith is different because just as you will work hard, it's also saying that I'm not only going to work hard 100% as if it depends on me, but I'm also gonna pray 100% as if it depends on God. And I'm going to seek God 100% and hear everything that he has to say so that I can work hard on what he's actually called me to do. So a mamba kind of faith is being able to say that I'm going to work 100% as if it depends on me. And I'm going to depend on God 100% as if it depends on him. You know, I'm going to hear everything that God has to say in my life. And then once he begins to say it, I'm going to prepare with 100% effort using God as the blueprint so I can figure out what he actually wants me to do. And then once God actually calls me to do it, I'm actually going to work with 100% effort until it gets accomplished. And then once that happens, we'll accomplish our victory. At the end of our day, our question continues to become, what will be the foundation of your life to accomplish your dreams? You know, we have the opportunity not only to have an idea that comes from our own self of what we want to do, but we can actually do something greater. We can actually understand that God's word is always sure It's always true and it will always accomplish what it actually sets out and desires to actually do. And Jesus Christ gives us his wisdom and be able to say, as he has summed up the Sermon on the Mount that says that if you want to stand sure and strong when obstacles come, because in 2020, you and I will face many, many, many obstacles. And so. Will you create a foundation today that be that enables you to say that whatever I want to receive from life, I'm going to hear the words of God. I'm going to trust him and I'm continuing to learn from him how I need to do what he's actually called me to do. And when will I be able to now work hard and do exactly what he's called me to do up until the point, even when obstacles come, so I can persevere to the end. So today I give us a call to not only just have a mamba mentality, but have a mamba kind of faith, a mamba kind of faith that, be, that says that I'm going to hear what God says for my life. I'm going to prepare for what God has told me to do. I'm going to work hard and then I'm going to persevere and accomplish it until it gets done. Think about that. Let's pray.